Morning. Welcome to another episode of History Under Your Feet. Today we take a look at the life of one of the great leaders of Indian history, Dr. Shama Prasad Mukherjee, the founder of the Jansen. He was the son of Ashutosh Mukherjee, a formidable intellectual himself, who served as the Vice Chancellor of Kolkata University, a High Court judge. And this was the advice given by his father: to have lived long does not necessarily imply the gathering of much wisdom and experience. A man who has pedalled twenty-five thousand miles on a stationary bicycle has not circled the globe. He has only garnered weariness. Shama Prasad Mukherjee, the youngest vice chancellor of Kolkata University, finance minister of Bengal, a qualified lawyer, served as minister for industries in Nehru's cabinet, and also formulated the first industrial policy of independent India. Unfortunately, he has never been given his due. Has been often been portrayed as a rabble-rousing communal bigot, which is rather unfortunate. This was the man who wanted a uniform civil code for both Hindus and Muslims. This was the man who opposed the amendment to the constitution, putting restrictions on the freedom of speech, and finally gave up his life fighting for a basic cause that an independent sovereign nation could not have two constitutions, India and Kashmir. Coming from quite an illustrious background, he inherited a tradition of scholarship and nationalism from his father. He graduated from the University of Kolkata in 1921, and later his masters from the same institution in English. He also had an MA in Bengali at the insistence of his father, who felt that vernacular languages should also be given importance. He had an early blow when he was just 23, with his father passing away in 1924 at Patna. It was a big shock to Shama Prasad to look up to his father as his role model, as he said, "My life changed its course on 25th May 1924. All the mirth and joy disappeared. A new chapter had begun." After his father's death, he became a fellow of Kolkata University and was appointed as a syndicate member in the place of his father. Having had to live up to an illustrious legacy, his father's had served with distinction in his capacity. He would soon prove to be equal to the task. For close to two decades, he would serve Kolkata University in various capacities with distinction. In 1926, he left to London to study for the bar and enrolled at Lincoln Inn. He worked for some time at the Kolkata High Court on written and even practiced there, but his heart clearly was not in it. He again had to suffer other personal loss when his wife Sudha passed away, leaving his four children in his care. Fortunately, his sister-in-law Tara Devi took good care of his children, bringing them up as her own. In 1934, he became the vice chancellor, vice chancellor of Kolkata University at just 33 years, the youngest person to ascend that position, and for four years he served with distinction. As vice chancellor of Kolkata University, he brought in many changes and reforms to the education. He introduced a diploma course in agriculture and implemented schemes for women's education. He established Chinese and Tibetan studies, founded the Ashutosh Museum of Fine Arts, and began the construction of a new central library. He introduced Hindi in arts schools well as well as Bengali, Hindi, Urdu as second languages. He also prepared a Bengali paribasha of scientific terms and started a special series of publications on the language on various topics. He formulated the college code, introduced system of supplementary exams for failed students, as also the initiating the military training for students. He also started the practice of celebrating University Foundation Day on January twenty-fourth every year, and initiated a scheme in applied chemistry to impart training in production of industrial tools. It was during his tenure that Rabindranath Tagore advocated convocation in nineteen thirty-seven for the first time, and he was also a member of council for the IIC Bangalore and played his role there too. It was after he finished his term as vice chancellor of Kolkata University that he entered into active politics, joining the Congress Party and entering the Legislative Council in Bengal. However, the Congress boycotting the legislatures, he also quit and later stood for elections as an independent candidate and won. He joined the Krishak Party Muslim Coalition Government in Bengal and served as the Finance Minister from 1941 to 42, joining hands with Fazlul Haq.
However, he had a very stormy tenure with the government restricting his movements and not allowing him to speak. Even worse, he was stopped from visiting Midnapur district in 1924 after it was hit by heavy floods. He resigned in protest and mobilized the relief along with the Ramakrishna Mission and Mahapoti Society. 1946, he was once again elected as an independent later to the Constituent Assembly. On a side note, he was an active member of the Mahabodhi Society and served as its president and managed to bring back the relics of Sariputta and Madhukayalana, two of Buddha's disciples from the British Museum, which he later placed in the Sanchi Stupa. His association with the Hindu Mahasabha was quite long. He had basically joined it as a protest against the Muslim League's communal politics. He played a prominent role in the 1939 Hindu Mahasabha session at Kolkata, presided over by V. Savarkar. He was arrested in Bagalpur when he proceeded there to defy the ban on the Hindu Mahasabha of which he was president. He was also among the leaders who visited the Crips mission when it supported the demand for partition of India. As the president of Hindu Mahasabha, he had organized large-scale relief work for the drought affected in Bengal and also presided over the Amritsar session too. In between, he served as president of Royal Asiatic Society of Bengal and he also founded an English Delhi the nationalist and played a crucial role in crying students protesting against the government on observing INA Day in 1945 and was elected to the Bengal Legislative Assembly in 1946. The event that influences ideology was the Nokali rights that occurred in 1946 during months of October and November, occurring primarily in the Chittagong division of East Bengal. It is one of the worst genocides of Hindus by the Muslim League mobs that involved forced conversions, arson strikes, mass and looting. Beginning on Durgapucha, it was a series of planned force attacks on the Hindu population in that region which had the last count led to 5010. Another was the Kolkata riots of 1946 carried out by the Muslim leader Surawadi in response to direct action day. Rampant looting and arson of Hindu properties took place. Many Hindus were massacred and are in Masi. It was during this time that he stood firmly behind the Hindus, formed the Hindustan National Guard to save the affected people. Though he was opposed to partition initially after Nokali and the direction Direct Action Day riots in Kolkata, he was convinced that it would be equally wise to partition Bengal too, with the Hindu population living in the western part that would be a part of the Indian Union. After independence, Shamaprasad Mukherjee was invited by Nehru to join the Union Cabinet as Minister for Industries and Supplies. He framed the first industrial policy of India after independence and was an able administrator, winning the admiration of many in the government as well as in Congress. His resignation from the Union Cabinet in 1950 was over the Nehru Liaquat Ali Pak to which he was strongly opposed. It was due to the widespread massacres against Hindus in eastern Pakistan that in turn led to huge waves of migration into Kolkata and Bengal. Around 50 lakh Hindus left their homes in eastern Pakistan and fled to India. And when he called for strong action against Pakistan, Nehru instead went ahead and signed a pact with Liaquat Ali. Turning this across act of appeasement, he resigned from the cabinet, again becoming the first ever to do so in independent India. He devoted his life now to the RSS and resettlement of the refugees. Post his resignation, he devoted his work full-time to the RSS, became its lifelong prasharak and worked extensively in Lakhimpur district of Assam. The Bharatiya Jansen was founded by him in October 1951 after due consultation with Guru Kalwalkar, the then RSS head. In 1952, the Jansang won three seats in Lok Sabha elections with Mukherjee himself winning from Kolkata South, defeating both the Congress and left candidates. Along with other opposition members in parliament, he founded a National Democratic Party that would be the core opposition to Nehru, though not officially recognized. As an opposition leader, he firmly believed in individual liberty and freedom of expression. He opposed the amendment of the Indian constitution, putting restrictions on freedom of expression and also detention without trial. The main ideological points of 
Jensen, which were laid down by Shyam Prasad Mukherjee, was the uniform civil code for everyone, including Muslims and Hindus. Scrapping Article 370 and full integration of Jammu and Kashmir with the Indian Union and a ban on the coast slaughter. In 1953, he planned to travel to Jammu in solidarity with the protest with the Prachapreshir there, which was demanding full integration of Jammu and Kashmir with the Indian Union. However, Kashmir's special status that Indian citizens could not legally enter the state unless they had prior permission and had to carry their ID cards. The Prime Minister of Kashmir had the full powers to decide who could, not, could or could not enter the state and this was protested by Mukherjee. He famously claimed, Ek desh mein do bidhan, do pratar, or do nishan nahi chalenge. One country can't have two Prime Ministers, two constitutions and two emblems. His reference was to the fact that Kashmir then had its own emblem, own status, own constitution. He entered Kashmir illegally on May 1953, protesting in his law, which demanded special permission to visit it as well as the ID cards. Arrested on May 11, 1953, when he crossed the border into Kashmir along with Gurudat Vaid and Dekchan Sharma, he was put into a Srinagar prison. Later, they were transported to a cottage outside the city where his condition started deteriorating. On 19 June, suddenly diagnosed with triplurisy and coronary troubles. The doctor Ali Muhammad prescribed a streptomycin injection in spite of Sharma Prasad informing him that it did not suit the system. The doctor reassured him that as per new information that came to light, the drug would cause no harm. On June 22nd, he began to feel pain, feel pain in the heart region and was later shifted to the hospital. Only one nurse, Raj Tulari Tikku, was present by his side and when his condition burst, she, she called Dr. Jagannath Jachi. However, his health deteriorated even more and around 2.25 a.m. June 23, 1953, he was pronounced dead of a heart attack. Not many were willing to buy into his theory of a natural death and his mother Jogamaya Devi, among others, raised requests for an inquiry into his death. Dr. Shama Prasad Mukherjee died a martyr for the cause of India, but demanding that no independent sovereign nation could have more than one PM or more than one constitution. This was a man who stood up for individual rights, demanded a uniform civil code, and built up Kolkata University to what it is today. A thinker, an academician, a freedom fighter, a scholar, Dr. Shama Prasad Mukherjee was a true giant, a colossus whose contribution has been forgotten sadly by modern India. On his journey, namant to this great soul and take time to pay a silent tribute to him.